Girls' Night Out, a sci-fi romance in six episodes. Episode 5, Cold Storage. Inception subject number one and three is increasing. Assessment, Cognos. Window of positive outcomes for Inception subjects one and three is narrowing. Recommendation. Pause two antagonist males in this reality vector. A pause of 15 minutes is optimal. However. However? Manipulation of the reality vector is strictly forbidden. Thank you for reminding me, Cognos. Now what? I said to wait ten minutes. I gotta take a crap. Hello, Jerry. Jerry, you are very tired. If you have a short sleep, you will be refreshed. The boss needs us in ten minutes. Fifteen minutes is perfect for a short nap. That corner is warm and comfortable. Alright. Just fifteen minutes. Meanwhile, in the clinical research area, Felix could see that the drug Gunta had given Destiny was wearing off. With all the heckling, Felix had lost interest in molesting her. I said ten minutes. Where are those buffoons? Felix left in search of Jerry and Gunter. Once Felix left, the cage women tried to fill Destiny in on the situation. What? You've been drugged. But it's wearing off. They'll be back soon to put you in that cage. First, Felix poked his head in the loading bay area. He didn't see Jerry in the corner taking a nap. Fellas? <sighs> Guys? I'm on the toilet, Felix. Oh, sorry to bother you. Bro, um, but I sure could use your help moving the new girl. Just finishing up, bro. Can you meet me in clinical as soon as possible? And where's Jerry? I'll bring him. Hello, Gunter. Hello. Before you go back to work, I think you should make a tea. Tea? Yes. I don't like tea. It's all in how you make it. 
I'll show you. You'll change your mind about it. The boss needs me in clinical. Yes. But this is very important. Tea is very important? Yes. Okay. How am I hearing you? We're sharing thoughts. This is the tea room. What kind of music is that? It's supposed to be relaxing. It makes me want to kill someone. Don't do that. Let's make tea. Oh, look, a water boiling machine. Felix returned to the clinical research area. Breakfast tomorrow if you don't quiet down right now. Okay. Guess I'm going to move you myself. Felix heard the door open behind him. Well, I'm glad you finally decided to show up, Jerry. Just take her feet. Who are you? It wasn't Gunter and Jerry coming to help Felix. It was Lane and I, and I picked up a bedpan and let him have it. Felix collapsed in a heap. As I became visible, the women in the cages were as shocked to see me as I was to see them. Mother of... Don't you, be alarmed. You, you, you... It's a special reflective suit. Top secret. What's going on here? They took, they took us. us. We've been in these They're cages. They're using us in somewhere. Maybe they've been in the cages. We don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. One at a time. They inject us with something once a day. After a few days, a woman will go through that door over there, and she doesn't come back. While the women told us their story, I searched Felix's pockets and found keys, some metapens, and his building pass. Hey, Lane, try these keys in the cages. Felix was lying on top of one of the women. I pushed him off. Gray. Destiny? You know her? She reads tarot cards. Well, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Destiny, can you move? Mmm. That's okay. We're going to get everybody out of here, but first, this guy is going to have a bit of his own medicine. What did you give him? Midazolam, four milligrams. He's out for a while. Let's lock him in the cage. I'll take his feet. Jesus, he weighs a ton. It's a bit early for cheering, ladies. There's two other guys out there somewhere. Did any of you see another woman? Dr. Anita Chung, long black hair? They took her. Through that door. Let's get everybody out of here. While we're getting ready to make a run for it with the caged women, Gunter was making tea. How long do I do this for? Just one more minute. Uh, Tea has to steep. There's something I'm supposed to be doing right now. I can't think of what it is. You need to pull the fire alarm. It will unlock all the doors. Is there a fire? Yes. Somewhere. Destiny, we're going to roll you out of here on this gurney. Hold her so she doesn't fall, okay? Let's go. To the elevator. A fire. Shit, now the elevators won't work. Destiny, can you stand a bit? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, let's take the fire stairs. Put your arm around me. We went down the stairs to a door that opened to the car park. There was a small group of Feelright employees huddled there, and a volunteer fire marshal in a green hard hat directing people away from the building. Can you take her from here? Where are you going? To go find Anita. So Destiny and the cage woman staggered out to the car park wearing nothing but those hospital gowns that open down the back and bare feet. Keep moving. Muster in the south car park. Hey. Ladies, this way. Back off, hard hat. The cage woman gave the fire marshal a collective don't fuck with us look. The fire marshal left them alone. Wise choice. Warning. Warning. Breach of non-interference regulation detected. Source? Fen B. Commencing thought sharing with the warden. Warden, please join. Director! Warden, are you partitioning your thoughts? You know this is forbidden. Join me immediately. Yes, Director. Warden, I understand that you're interfering with the reality vector on Earth. Director, my Inception subjects are at risk. They only just started manifesting and haven't had any training. I am just trying to keep them safe. You know the rules. No interference in the realities under our care. You will lose your position as warden if this happens again. Yes, Director. I feel your disappointment. End thought sharing. Releasing antagonist males into gameplay. Antagonist males released. I have interfered in the reality vector by turning on the fire alarm. Would it now be interfering to turn the fire alarm off? Consulting regulations. Gunter went out looking for Jerry. He found him, in the loading bay, in a corner, having a nap. Jerry! Jerry, wake up, man. fuck have you been? Never mind. We need it in clinical. What about the fire alarm? Fuck the fire alarm. Lane and I went back into the lab to find Anita. We ran past Felix, who was still out cold in the cage. Now I had his building pass. I scanned it, and we went through the door labeled Cold Storage. Cold Storage is where the caged women said Anita had gone. What is this place? It's a cold place. 
We store tissue samples, blood vaccines, other things that need to be refrigerated here. I'll get some lights on. When the cold storage lit up, it took us a moment to figure out what we were seeing. It was a huge room, like a warehouse, with rows and rows of medical chairs, like deluxe dentist chairs. Maybe 250 or 300 of them. Most of the chairs were empty, but a hundred or so chairs had women strapped to them. Their eyes were taped shut. They were on ventilators with tubes coming out of both arms. Each one had a medical chart. This chart says donor, Jane Doe. Recipient, Jessica Wolderson. I remember that name. Jessica was on a wait list for Fountain of Youth as soon as it was available. I think they're being harvested. For what? I'm not sure. Blood, maybe? Or stem cells? Maybe organs? You work for this company? What Lane and I didn't know was that Gunter and Jerry were on their way. First, they went to the clinical research unit and found Felix out cold in a cage. Huh? How the fuck did they all get out? Oh, look at this. It's Felix. Pandagust is going to be so pissed. No shit, Sherlock. We could all go to jail. Do you have the keys to these cages? I think Felix has the keys. Oh, well, that's just great. Never mind. We'll get him later. Let's go check on the sleeping beauties. Inception subjects 1 and 3 are in cold storage of the laboratory. They cannot exit cold storage without encountering antagonist males. Understood, Cognos. We must let this reality vector play out and hope for the best. Percy and Kaylee took a bus into the city. Kaylee's plan was to hide out at her father's new bachelor pad. Wow, your dad's place is kind of cool. I didn't want to come here ever, but this is kind of an emergency. Callie? Hi, Dad. Oh, over here. Hi, girls. Percy, <laughs> what a surprise. Can we hang out here for a while? Uh, okay, sure. What's the matter? Well, Emily's going to be here in a few minutes. Is, is that going to be okay for you? No. Okay, uh, I'll take her out. Oh, that'll be her. Wait a sec. Who's this guy? Mike saw Andrew Elroy scowling at the intercom camera at the front gate. Don't answer it, Dad. Percy, how did he find us again? What's going on here, Callie? Percy's mom has got the security guy following us everywhere. But Percy doesn't want to go home right now. She shouldn't have to. Right? Right. Let me handle this. Yes? Oh, hi. Uh, sorry. I thought you were someone else. Uh, you wait there. I'll come out, okay? I don't know what's going on here, Callie, but you shouldn't get in between Percy and her mother. They need to sort this out. Right, Percy? Yes, Mr. Roland. Spare keys are right here. Stay as long as you like, girls, really. But 
sort this family drama out. Oh, she's here. Are you ready to meet her? I've met her dad. Tons of times. At tax time? Oh, yeah, of course. Mike opened the door. It was Emily, all right. With Andrew. Hold on there, buddy. Okay, here's how it goes. You both come with me now, very quietly, and I won't break your father's arm, Callie. I'll go with you. Callie comes, too. Why do I have to come? Mrs. Mallard wants to have a word with you about abducting her daughter. You can't... Ah! Or Mrs. Mallard can lodge a formal complaint with the police. Okay, okay. I'll go. Good. We're going to walk out of here like we're all happy and we're all friends. Your daughter will be back in no time, Mr. Rowland. Callie! It's okay, Dad. Mike let Andrew take our baby girl. I try not to judge him. He didn't want his arm broken. But I would never have let that happen. Ms. Mallard, I have your daughter and the Roland girl. I'm really, really sorry, Callie. It's okay. It was worth it. It was, wasn't it? She may have been mad at me, but at least Kaylee knew to text me from the back seat of Andrew's car. Nancy Zelno is Grace, Jen Lyles is Lane, Caitlin Stewart is Kali, Michelle Onida is Persephone, Rich Green is Mike, Rob Stoller is Andrew, Tony Saylor is Gunter, Matthew Moore is Warden, Paul Watton is Director and AI Voice, Dan Egan is Jerry and Felix, Mimi Collins is Destiny. Additional roles were performed by Caitlin Stewart, Michelle Onida, Rich Green, Mary Labrie, and Anne Stobart. Girls' Night Out was written and directed by me, Mary Labrie, and produced by Women of a Certain Age. Our poster art was done by Kelly Ulrich. Our podcast thumbnail was created by Dan Egan. Original music, We Are Alive, was composed and produced by Dan Egan. Thank you for listening. If you love the show, give us a review on your favorite podcast platform and share us with your friends and fam. For all the episodes and the behind-the-scenes stuff, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is at Girls Night Out Universe. You can find all the links you need for this show in the show notes for this podcast. Or you can go to our link tree, which is linktree forward slash Girls Night Out Podcast. You can also hear Girls' Night Out in sunny California on KPPQ 104.1 FM. That's on The Shiver Show. Thank you so much for listening and for joining us in this reality vector. <laughs>